0: and welcome to What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and with me is Chris Bauer and Robin Gilmore. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. You're welcome. And you are a Marine? Yes. You are in the Air Force? That's right. Thank you both for serving, first and foremost. You're welcome. I appreciate that. that You say, you know, I'm going to start right there. I was at the bank the other day, and I saw a veteran. I could tell by what he was wearing, and I just said, thank you for serving. And he turned around, and he said, well, thank you. And then he said, it did always used to be like this. He served in Vietnam. And it begged the question in my mind, I think we've come a long way, but have we? Are we as Americans more appreciative and more respectful of our veterans?
1: I believe we are. I do. Uh, uh, we still have a long way to go, but I believe we're doing a better job than we were definitely back then.
2: I agree. Um, When the guys came home from Vietnam they weren't treated as heroes you know when you go into the military uh, folks don't really understand this civilians don't really understand this but when you go in you ask for a job and they call it a dream sheet and it's called a dream sheet because when the person that sees what you want to do for a living he says to you you're dreaming and then they assign you to something else they assign you where you are needed not where you want to be so when you go into the military, you don't necessarily, or at least during our times, no. you didn't. You didn't get the job you wanted. You got the job they needed you to do. Was that intentional?
0: Like you picked a job, and they made sure you didn't get the one that you picked? No, yeah. I don't think that was. <laughs> you think that was intentional? No, I don't know. I was, I
1: was supposed to be an Amtrak mechanic and wound up in the gas chamber.
0: <laughs> well, wait, that wait, is. Wait, 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 What's the gas chamber?
1: Uh, you do training on on how to survive chemical attacks. Okay. So,
0: See, This I mean, is serious, and people. I don't think we understand what you, when you enlist in the, in the armed forces, what you do, really. And when you're training on chemical attacks, well, that's serious, and that doesn't necessarily sound like a lot of fun.
1: No, it's not. And nobody likes the gas chamber. Trust me, you didn't like the gas chamber, did
2: you? Nobody likes the gas chamber.
0: <laughs> what did you pick?
2: Um, well, I said that I really wanted to learn jet engine mechanics because I knew that that would provide me with a good, sound career, and, um, and my, my uncle worked at the Philadelphia airport at the time, and he said, you go in, you get a job, you come out, you know, I'll help you get a job. So I went in and the recruiter said, oh, well, you know, he says, doesn't your dad work for NASA? I said, yeah. He says, well, you want to be a missile mechanic. He says, that's more exciting. He says, a jet engine mechanic, he says, meh. He says, you want to be a a missile mechanic. So they sent me to Titan School and I became a Titan II uh, mechanic and then later a Titan II crew chief. And so instead of being on the flight line in the beautiful sun, you know, with lots of breeze and all that, I was in a missile silo 110 feet underground. But that's what
0: they needed us to do. So what I'm hearing is you do what needs to be done.
2: That's
1: right, you do exactly what needs to be done.
0: Which brings us to the stand down and something that you have formed. I'm assuming. I think you're president of the Armed Forces Brotherhood here in Berks County.
1: That's correct. I am. I am uh, one of the founding members, and uh, I've been the president since its inception back in 2004.
0: Is it is it a, a correct assumption to go? This needs to be done. So I'm doing what needs to be done.
1: Yes. Is that' why that was formed. It, it, it was. Uh, it, we had. Uh, my Our daughters had left and we found ourselves with extra time all of a sudden. And uh, the wife and I decided, you know, we need to start doing stuff for veterans to get back. And um, we were able to put that together. It took a little while, but we, we put it all together by ourselves pretty much.
0: So, what did you see was happening in the veteran community? that made you make this Brotherhood, and it's an Armed Forces Brotherhood. Often I think of Brotherhood as the Brotherhood of Marines or the Army or the Air Force, yeah. but this is all of the branches, correct?
1: Well, That's another thing. I, I was with the Leathernecks for a while and didn't like the way that that organization was going, so I started this, and we wanted to make it for uh, all branches and to foster brotherhood across all branches of the service. And
0: what do you mean by foster brotherhood? What does that mean? What does that mean to you, Robin? Fostering
2: brotherhood, it's, it's one thing to say you're my friend, um, mm-hmm. but brotherhood has kind of a deeper meaning. Um, you know, I hear people say brother this, brother that, brother blah, blah, blah. You know what? Here's brotherhood. You're hungry. I have a sandwich. You're welcome to half. If you're really hungry, you can have the whole thing. And you don't have to pay it back because that's not how brothers act. So that's brotherhood. It's not about... It's not some silly word because you can't remember somebody's name. It's got a
0: far deeper meaning. So, again, it's that you're seeing a need and you're feeling it if you can. If you're capable of feeling it, you want to feel it. Is that correct? That's correct. The term stand down, what does that mean in the military?
2: Go ahead, Robin. Okay. So, in the military, stand down is a a specific order. Um, It means stop what you're doing. And it's most... um, ordinarily related to battlefront duties. When your platoon sergeant or flight sergeant or whatever, first sergeant says, stand down, come in, you stop fighting or whatever it is you're doing and you come back and you relax and you get something to eat and maybe you get a fresh pair of socks um, and you get recharged so you can go back out and do whatever it is you're doing to help your unit or your country. So stand down essentially means Let's just stop let's restop and reset
0: so it's a term that you use for an event here in City Park once a month I believe and the next one's coming up this Saturday the 17th of June is that correct
1: that is correct
0: and what happens at this stand down in City Park
1: uh, we have clothing we have shelters we have hot food we have canned goods to take along with uh, everyone gets a hot meal and uh whatever you need. We have, uh, we just started last month with uh, bringing donated cat and dog food for vets with pets. Yes. So, and uh, there's all, if we also, uh, I have uh, individuals come up to me, hey, I hear you have bus passes. Yes, I do. And we'll give bus passes out so uh, some of the people that live here in the city can get around do what they need to do so
0: so first of all you've spotted a need that people need clothing possibly shelter and they need food and if you have pets you need to care take care of the pet too it's there a large veteran homeless population
2: there is there's The most recent stats I have are from the county director, uh, Dale Durr, who is a terrific guy. And his entire office down there on Cherry Street really, really, really helps with the local at-risk couch surfing and homeless vet population. Um, The state doesn't count homeless vets if there's a shelter. If there's somebody sleeping on your couch, they're counted as having a home. So the numbers are a little funny, the way that they play the numbers these days, but the last time I looked at the numbers, we have in the greater Redding area alone, we have 4,400 at-risk veterans' families. 4,400? At-risk is one paycheck away from sleeping in their car without food. We have 698 couch surfers. That is a person who doesn't have a place to live, Comes and lives with me for a few weeks, goes to live with Toe in a few weeks, goes to live with you for a few weeks, but he doesn't have a place to live. The guys who are living in shelters, and there are dozens, Mm -hmm. scores probably, who are living in shelters, Mm -hmm. they don't get counted, right? And there are two actual homeless vets, and both of those guys are known to us. They want to live outdoors. That's what they want, that's what they get. So they want to live outdoors. It's totally fine with us if it's okay with them. You know, you want to live Mm -hmm. under the stars? That's okay with me. This is America. So we have a huge need, um, not just in this country, not just in this state. You know, Pennsylvania is the fourth largest state for veteran residents. We have Mm -hmm. over 940,000 veterans. In PA? In Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's an enormous enormous population, and it's a population that sometimes uh, won't ask for help because they know or feel that other people need more help first. Oh my goodness. That's the reason? That's the reason.
1: We hear that quite often. Quite often.
2: Wow. Yes. So if you have a vet who's living in his car, eating whatever he can beg, borrow, or appropriate, Mm -hmm. he's not going to come and ask for help. He's good. He's got a roof in his... We can sleep in the mud. We don't need shelter. So don't need you were shelter. trained
0: to really deal with tough conditions. That's well, part, sure. of, part yeah. of your training. What, what can we do? I'm looking for the, for the impact here of the stand down, and the immediate and obvious impact is at least for a day or for a week, um, veterans are getting some food and, and possibly the bus pass to get a job or some clothing. What about long-term? What can we do? And I'm thinking me you to help alleviate the problem to begin with. What would your suggestion be? Well,
2: if I could interject, I want to take you back to the beginnings of the stand down. Okay, Okay, and I'll Please. wrap it around to this. The stand downs were originally founded by the Veterans Administration. And they would go to one major metropolitan city once a year and they'd have a three day event. Oh, okay? once a year. Once a year, once a year. So we volunteered at the stand downs for a number of years but it's once a year. I'm certain that you need to eat more than once a year. I'll bet you you need different shoes more than once a year. So we got together and we said, that's not going to be enough. And we said, well, what can we do? Can we make it once a quarter? So we started in Pottstown. Chris and I essentially put the idea together and we started in Pottstown and we had a quarterly stand down. Well, we found the need was in Reading. And it was a need that was far greater than once a quarter. So it became once monthly. Um, And it's been once monthly for several years, six, five, six
1: years? At least four. At least four years. Yeah,
2: a bunch of years. Eh, It's hard to keep track. How do you spread the word about this?
1: Um, You. Initially, initially, uh, we we really had trouble getting bodies to come out. uh, And then word of mouth is
0: okay bodies to come out who need assistance yeah. or to help you yes
1: yeah, so and you know a lot of the the homeless guys especially they're standoffish they don't trust anyone and right? once they came around and saw hey we're not you know gonna try and push things on them or or that they can just be themselves and and we're accepting and and we're here to help then uh the word started spreading around it and, i'm
0: uh, hearing from both of you if, if a veteran is coming up to you or they do show up at the stand down, you're not trying to fix them. You're just trying to help them with whatever they need, what daily thing they might need. Is that a fair statement?
1: Yes, that's exactly what we do. We do offer other things. We offer mentoring, and uh, uh, we do have our, our uh, fingers in, into placing some guys with jobs. And, uh, and uh, we have helped... Uh, Uh, some veterans with vehicles so they could get back and forth to work Mm -hmm. and
0: uh, so is it always the second third Saturday
1: third Saturday third Saturday of every month what hours Uh, we start at 10 usually people start lining up at at, uh, 0900 and uh, we go till at least noon sometimes it gets a little bit less when when uh, it's cold and nobody's there anymore (laughs) and the volunteers are like can we please go
0: what yes. do you need from us? The, uh, you know, the, the city of Reading, for the, the the county of Berks. What do you need?
1: Oh, geez, that's a long list. I got that
0: one. Well, go <laughs> on. I got, I got out that. There. We're listening. <laughs> what, how can we help? So, um,
2: what what the veterans in this community need are good, affordable, safe housing. The city of Reading owns an enormous amount of real estate. Mm-hmm. Almost all of it's in demise, and what that means is is the city of Reading, your city that you pay taxes to, has a ton of homes that are in need of repair, but they're vacant, or they're crack houses, or they're, you know, whatever, flop houses. What we have been asking the city government for the last several years, over and over and over again, and we think maybe they're starting to listen, I hope, we wanna take a block of those homes And rebuild those homes using the veterans and the veteran families that are going to live in those homes give them a tax break for a few years let them rebuild the homes they will police the area themselves and by that I mean they'll keep it clean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. deed the homes over to the veterans after five or ten years when you've got a stable neighborhood with a stable tax base of Americans who actually promised to die to keep you safe now they're home can we please just take care of these people? It won't cost anybody anything for the city to give dilapidated homes to veterans and veterans 501c3 organizations like the Veterans Coalition of Pennsylvania. We rebuild them, we give them away, the city gets tax base.
0: It, it seems simple. It seems like actually it's, it's benefiting a number of people all the way around it. It helps a neighborhood, it helps the city. So what's the resistance? I mean, how can we help with the resistance? Should we be lobbying City Hall? Should we be talking to uh, councilmen and women and, and the mayor? What, what kind of proactive things can we do to help that effort that you outlined? I would
2: say very respectfully and in a very patriotic, um, uh, very patriotic and adult way, lean on the local politicians. Okay. They have so much to do. They have so many irons in the fire. Sometimes they just flat out don't get to see everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not because they don't care. We know that the local politicians care. I had a, a, a long conversation with the last mayor of Redding, terrific guy, really wanted to help. He's not in that job anymore, so now we kind of need to start, start the ball over. rolling right. again. Right. So with the help of the county director, with the help of um, the council chairs, with the help of all of the elected politicians, in the city of Reading, we can make this happen, we can take beat up neighborhoods and turn them into beautiful, vibrant places where the men and women and the families of the men and women who signed on the dotted line to serve this country and her people, where they can live and grow and raise their families and be productive members of society, mm-hmm. and. I mean, what a great example for the rest of the country! Can you imagine it could if be Redding one of
0: those prototype programs exactly, that you
2: if if Reading all of a sudden jumped up and said, you know what, we're going to try one neighborhood. We're going to give you guys five or ten houses that nobody's lived in for five years. Rebuild the darn things. Um, and Home Depot, by the way, is dying to help us. Home
0: so you Depot, do have people with materials standing by, yes, ready. Absolutely,
1: we do absolutely. And people absolutely. that can swing
0: hammers, but but it's a collective conscious.
2: That does this if if you know how to swing a hammer mm-hmm. and he can do plumbing mm-hmm. and I know how to uh, paint a wall Sure. well we all go in and we fix up your house and then we all go in and fix up his house and then we all come back and fix up my house
0: mm-hmm.
2: everybody has a skill
0: the Amish do it all the time. They do barn racings when something like that happens. So it, it brings a community together. It's
2: funny how such an old idea could have such yes. modern yes. application. Yes,
0: yes. I can only, I'm, I'm already envisioning the, the impact that that would have on the veterans who are homeless. What better way to say thank you than to, to find a place for them to live so they don't have to show up at a stand down every month because they're really hurting for food or clothing. And it's yes. not free. It's not, not free. They'd
2: be working. It's called sweat equity. That's true. That is true. Like apprenticeships
0: and internships. Correct. Correct. Um, One more thought. You guys, you served, I believe, in the mid-80s, Chris?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And late 70s. Um, We still have servicemen and women. And and I I guess unless you're in an all-out war, so to speak, and I I hate that I'm going to say it, but I have to speak the obvious, we tend to forget. That our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, our family members are serving in another country, in a foreign land, to prevent a war, to do whatever. When they're coming home now, what sort of things we can do? Maybe if you're speaking to employers. I know employers run programs or they have things specifically to hire a veteran when they come back. Are there other practical day-to-day things that you could offer for any of us just to make us think? Because you tend to forget. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean forget like I don't care, but it's not in the forefront.
1: Uh, just uh, you know, thank you, goes a whole long way. Yeah. Thank you for your service, and uh, how are you doing? Because there's a lot, you know, that that can can uh, be a trick question for some of them, and uh, it really can be. Uh, you know, we we have people that are at risk for you know what is it, twenty two a day that uh, take their lives
2: every 65 minutes another service member takes his or her own life every 65 minutes 22 Americans who served this country with distinction and honor and patriotism above all else are taking their own lives because they just can't take it anymore they feel with so alone with and so isolated mm-hmm. absolutely when you see a veteran you see a guy wearing a hat that says veteran no matter what branch it is say, Hey, where you been? And when he tells you, put out your hand and say, thank you. Welcome home. And that's very real and
0: practical. Thank you. Because sometimes it is awkward. You don't know. And and
2: this is our home no matter where we've been. The last time I was overseas, all I wanted to do was come home so I could die. Uh, I was afraid I was going to die over there. Well, thank God that didn't happen. Oh, Okay. So, I'm home now, and that's all I've ever wanted.
0: And So it's important to hear the word home. Welcome home.
1: Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Hey, thank you for your service.
0: Thank you very much for the advice, and I'm going to remember welcome home next time I see a veteran. Um, How can we reach you to get um, any donations we can, to get advice, to maybe find out more about the housing program?
1: www.teamvcop.com. say that again dot Um, org www.teamvcop.org
0: that's t-e-a-m v as in victor c-o-p that's
2: correct just like veterans
0: coalition of pennsylvania okay so that's then the armed forces brotherhood is a part of that
1: uh we are we do our members do volunteer for V Cop. i am uh on the board for V Cop and uh robin's one really came up with the whole brainchild for this and and we sat down and talked about it. And it's a team sport. It is a team sport.
0: You know, you guys are. I just still can't stop it. talking. <laughs> 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 thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for continuing to give every single day. I appreciate you sharing the message with us. We'll get the word out there. Thank, thank, you, thank you very Joe. much.
2: Thank you very much for <laughs> highlighting this. This is, it's so important to us. For many of us, this is what we live for: is helping our fellow vets. Absolutely. Thank you for helping us spread the word. Thank you,
0: Joe. Not a better reason: TeamVcop.org.
2: Want to know more about who's
0: doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These stories are made possible in part by Queen City Restaurant, Greth Holmes, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, and Spring Ridge Financial.